Hey, you guys, this is Go Coach T just jumping on once again. I told you guys this season was going to be amazing, and I had some amazing trailblazing women to introduce you to. Today, we are speaking to a professional speaker, a licensed therapist, a contributor to Today Parenting. She's a board member with the um, Oklahoma chapter. She's going to tell you more about that. I'm so excited. I just want to jump in and just introduce Miss Owens to you. She's going to tell you a little bit about herself, and then we're going to dive right into the interview. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, so hello, everyone. I'm Shakitha Owens. I'm a licensed professional counselor and owner of Abundance of Hope Counseling. And as she just shared with you, um, I am actually I'm licensed in the state of Texas and temporarily right now in New Jersey due to COVID. And um, I am on the board, um, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation um, for the Oklahoma chapter and Texas chapter. Um, I have two children that have juvenile type 1 diabetes, and so that is what led me to that. Um, so I've done a lot of mental health speaking on, on that part as well. Um, currently, right now, I work mostly uh, doing virtual therapy, um, again, due to COVID. Uh, but prior to COVID, I was actually working out of the office and also in the field some. Um, my, some of my main uh, areas that I'm working in right now is bariatrics and weight loss uh, and trauma. Wow, that is amazing. Weight loss when it comes to mental health. Oh, we have a lot to talk about on that. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> what was it that made you decide to go into this career, Ms. Shakita? Starting out um, initially, graduating from high school, I was in a travel and tourism program. And so in that travel and tourism program, I thought I wanted to travel the world and do all of these different things. But of course, life happened. Um, and so I ended up working for the state of Texas in social services. And I was doing uh, eligibility benefits for food stamps, Medicaid and all of that. And so as the clients would come in, I was a caseworker. I would be the, always be the one to spend all my time seeing clients. And so everyone would always wonder, like, why are you stuck? We done seen five or six clients and you still stuck on this same client. But at the moment, you know, in working in that uh, population, like I really realized like these people need more. Like this is just the, this is just getting in there and getting them some food. Yes. Um, getting in there and getting them some food. Like this is not, like this is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people are suffering from trauma domestic violence like it was so much to the point to where that's when I decided to change my major and I, I went into psychology and um, the first license that I ended up getting was uh, a chemical dependency license mm -hmm. um, and then I went ahead and went on for my master's in professional counseling wow my general mental health license that is amazing <clears throat> and being in that sector you were able to be like on the front line of all of these issues for the people, right? Yes. And so what did you see to make the transition from what you're doing now versus what you used to do? Were some of your pitfalls and pains with the transition from going from a social worker to a licensed professional counselor? I think the... Um... It, I, I really believe because from what I've seen over the years is that it all goes together. Mm -hmm. 
have been able to to treat my clients from like um I mean, more from a holistic approach and, and focusing on everything. So mm-hmm. when my come to me, not only can I help you on the mental health aspects of it, okay, let me give you this resource for this, okay? So because I'm knowledgeable about all of that stuff, I was, not only did I just work as an eligibility worker, I worked in investigations for the food stamp fraud department. I worked in, I worked in social services with foster care um, as an investigator there. So there's so much that comes along with just life in general that people experience that's part of their trauma. Right. <clears throat> and so I'm able to help them in so many different ways. Um, and I think once COVID kicked in and I was not able to do as much face to face, I wanted to do something different. That's what led me to bariatrics. Yeah. So I, because weight loss is important and a lot of people don't realize that trauma, childhood trauma, is a, a, a huge, a huge thing that contributes to obesity and other chronic illnesses. Absolutely. And to let's talk about that for a second. So personally, I um and everybody knows that follows me on Facebook and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I actually in 2008, um, out now back in the day and when I was living in East Texas, early 90s, I taught aerobics. Even after having twins, I was 126 pounds. So for me to have a weight loss problem, it was a serious problem. So um, fast forward 2008, I was 236 pounds, borderline diabetic. I was I closed my mortgage business. I went back into compliance. I hated my job. And like you said, I was not realizing I was experiencing the trauma of moving because I left my family, I moved to a new area. I'm I'm now three hours away from my family. Um, and then also I'm in a job that I hate with an overbearing boss when I just came from entrepreneurship. So I had a whole lot on me that I didn't realize. And that's where the weight came from. And it was slim in the mind and my body followed. And I literally did a, a Facebook group. Um, we were doing fit counts. I was losing weight, but I was also losing weight. Like mentally, I was breaking down all of the pitfalls back then and the pains mm-hmm. that were causing me issues in my life. And as I'm dealing with those issues, I began to lose weight. That is awesome. So um, can we talk on that a little bit? Just kind of share the the issues and how what you've seen in those pitfalls and pains of the people in trauma versus you trying to deal with them from a social services point of view, but they've got all this screaming at them that they're not able to commit. They may miss appointments. They've got an attitude. They're overbearing. Their emotions are out of whack. Why? Because of all this trauma that they're dealing with. And you as a professional, you literally got to see that on the front line and really before you became a licensed professional, not even really having the tools to deal with it, but yet you still did. And I know that had to be the God factor, right? Yes. And I'm, I, 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 um, truly believe that our misery is our ministry. Mm. So the things that God has allowed me to experience in life, I feel like it's it's up to me to be able to give back. And I know I heard you say that, you know, I may not have been equipped, but I feel like God equipped me. Yes. Experience Absolutely. first 
trials, through everything that I've experienced mm-hmm. because life ain't always been roses. None of that for right. me. I mean, it was a struggle for me to go through and it took me 10 years just to get my bachelor's degree in the process of having children, getting married and just life happening. And so after that, I made it a pact that I would be done with my master's by the time I turned 30. Like that was just, I was like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And so you talk about slim in the mind, mm-hmm. slim in the mind. I mean, to me, like that is all a part of what um, a program that I've created called a weight program is all about. And that is you getting to a place of being able to work through the mental health aspects of what's going on with you first. Because what I've learned from a spiritual perspective is that you have to work from the inside out. Yes. That's what I hear when I, when I heard you say slim in the mind, you got to work from the inside out. So whatever is going on internally, you have to be able to work through those things. You got to be able to work through those demons, take the power from that thing so that you can be able to see some type of manifestations happen in your life after you've done that. But if you're working on the outside, going to the gym, and this is what we see everybody doing, trying to work out and doing all of this stuff, posting on social media, they weight loss goals. Okay, how are you going to maintain it? Because if you right. still got the demons on you, it'll be right there. <clears throat> That's right. And the other side to that is we are dealing with the symptom and not dealing with the root. Exactly. And that's the number one reason why I said, like, I, I personally, before we started, I needed you because we have, um, through the nonprofit, we have mental health aids. We help them with mastering their emotions. We help them with calming down. But it's the licensed professional counselors like yourself that can help to take them to that next level and give them the actual essential tools that they need, the essential tools that they need to deal with the root. And then we can give them the things that can kind of be like the preventative and adding on to it. But it's no point in taking diet pills and working out and doing all that if you're going right back and eating ice cream and eating fatty foods and and doing everything that is counterproductive. So there's no need in taking mental health aids if you're not doing the counseling and doing the uh, essential things that's needed. And I believe that this is what's going to help a lot of us with our pitfalls and our pains. Because like you said, no, you didn't have the tools, but God equipped you and then he called you and then he literally guided you, ordered your steps, took you down a path so that you could get what you need to come back and still service these people in the in, in their in the fullness and the totality of our healing. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's good. That was, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Yes, you said that. You said that. And so part of, I love the way, you know, that you brought all of that together because part of what I do in my sessions with my clients is that right there and and, and bring it all together so you can be able to see the vision and you can be able to literally take the scales off and see the trauma yes. and understand that everything that you went through that, that has brought you to this place now, before you go and, and get ready to have that ice cream, you can understand, okay, I'm emotionally eating right now. Right. Okay, this triggered me right now. Okay, this situation just happened. Now I can put two and two together and I can understand now. Okay, so get I, that the, those mental health aids gave me some coping skills that I can use now. So I don't have to go to the ice cream. Now I can go out and maybe listen to, give me a playlist together that I can yes. listen to. 
Now I can go and take me a walk around the block just to, just to free my mind. Have me some positive affirmations on board. Some things that I can do to deter me from going to that emotional eating. Right. Because that's what it is. We're emotionally eating and don't realize it. Mm. I think once people can make that connection, and that's the main thing, is making the connection. Yes. And I fully agree. And this literally leads us into the the um, pleasures and the passions. Because like you said, everything you said are, are all things that literally you guys, y'all already know this is divine. Because if y'all follow the programs that we have, you know that she is t- telling you everything that I have already said. The positive affirmations. <clears throat> we got hundreds, not a couple, Hundreds of videos on YouTube of in the mountains, prayers, positive affirmations. We have walks, the whole fit camp. We got a whole group on Facebook, Slim the Mind and the Body Will Follow, to work out, not to just treat the symptom, but like she said, take that trigger and apply it. Like for me, I've been um, really working and we can talk more about this offline, but personally, <clears throat> um, during COVID, I started doing um, personal assessments of cognitive restructuring therapy, where I'm taking my distorted thoughts and I'm restructuring them. That has been a passion and a pleasure for me because when I look back on my life, you can look back at on your life and look at money. You can look back on successes. Every every success is not attributed to money, right? So when I look back on my successes, if I look at it from a money standpoint, I can find myself getting discouraged. But if I look at it from an outcome standpoint, I'm encouraged because I can say I touched 4,300 people in a matter of three years. That's incredible. I can't look at the money part of it. Okay, I made 75,000, but I had to shut the business down because I had to raise my kids. Okay, so money is not always everything. But if you can find something you're passionate about and you can find something that brings you pleasure other than food, because as Christians, we have that as a serious problem that we don't want to talk about. We celebrate by eating. We get out of church. We go eat. We fellowship. We go eat. We um, have a business meeting. We eat. We have a lunch and learn for business, for sessions, education. We eat. Everything that we do as believers goes to eating. Okay, what about the prayer walk? Oh, that's only once a year. What about the fasting? Oh, that's, that's at the beginning of the year. But throughout, that discipline has to be in place, right? Yes, I agree with that. And uh, one of the things that I do, um, as you talked about the cognitive restructuring, one of the things that I do with my clients, for those that are spiritual, um, I help them. We use this uh, concept that's called the cognitive behavioral triangle. And with that, uh, it's your thoughts, feelings, and your behaviors. So you have this triangle and you have your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors. And so what I do with them, because sometimes when we are in negative situations, I mean, a thought's going to come about what just happened as I was, we were talking about those triggers earlier. And sometimes what happens is like, we just, we want to be able to reframe it and turn it into something positive, but sometimes it may seem impossible to do that because the facts are facts. I see what I see. Right. You know, I'm not going to make anything positive out of that. And I think that's a, that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with, with when they're working through that, trying to restructure those thoughts. And so what I do with my spiritual clients, let's replace that with a scripture. Yes. Yeah, I see this bill before me. 
I see that it says that I got a cut off notice or whatever it is, but I know God said that he will supply all of my, all needs, my needs, which is in glory. Oh. So now I'm feeling a little better. I'm feeling a little confident. I'm feeling a little hopeful. And now my behavior is going to change. I'm not going to be locked up in my room, sleeping out through the day because I'm worried about that bill. Right. I'm going to go out and I'm going I'm to continue to live my life. And I'm going to move around and my, 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 my behaviors are going to look different just because I'm thinking different. Right. And so we, we replace it with a scripture. Yes. Place it with a scripture. I love that. <clears throat> and to add to that, ladies and gentlemen, also, you guys know my favorite um, affirmation I use as a mantra. I am in control of my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And that, along with my scripture, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, you know, <clears throat> greater is he that is in me. Whatever your scripture is for the day. It always starts for me first thing in the morning before I get out of the bed, I get a verse of the day. So if you take your favorite affirmation and you take your verse of the day and you keep those ever before you and you have to, what I say, quiet the mind first thing in the morning, right? First thing before I get out of bed, even before I go, you know, to the restroom, read that scripture. It automatically starts my mind in the thought process of that scripture. Not what I got to do, not what's on my mind, not what bills, not what is before me for the day. <clears throat> Set that first with the discipline mentally. And like you're saying, once you go through these steps that uh, Ms. Shakita is giving us, then you actually have something to hold on to so that when that negative thought comes, we already supposed to take every thought captive. But sometimes they slide through. And if it's that one day that it just so happened to slide through, remember this. That scripture from the morning on this side, that mantra, that affirmation on this side, and then keep it on going. I love this. Like, um, can I be a client? <laughs> yes, you may. And so I'm, I'm going to show, I'm going to share this right here because that what you're saying. So what I do, I have about uh, five, about five scriptures, kind of like how you were naming out the scriptures. And I set them on my calendar. I, I, I write the whole scripture out. They're set on my calendar at different times throughout the day, just those five. So they go, they're going off all day long. Because a lot of times the reason why we, we can't remember those mantras is because mm-hmm. of, we forget. Yes. So I have my stuff popping up all day long. And it's been many a times I've been in sessions and one of my scriptures pop up and I'm like, wow, this is speaking to your situation right now. Let me share this scripture with you right now. Mm-hmm. And so I can't tell you how many, and they're random. They're just those five random scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when, I know, I know what times <laughs> I got to pop up, but this one day the scripture popped up right in the middle of one of my sessions at the mm-hmm. time when I needed to speak it. And so just to show how God works. And even in my life, these scriptures are so helpful and they pop up right when I need them. And it, it keeps me rooted and grounded because I want to be able to have that walk and talk and relationship all day long so that I don't forget right. and get caught with my thoughts. I love that. I love that. And we need this. And a lot of times I know I feel like I'm an island. I'm the only one going through it, right? And I know I have people that are listening. They just tune in. They don't say nothing to me. They don't talk to me. They don't even comment. They just listen. 
And for those that are just listening, I want you guys to really and truly apply this because it can really help you. And you said it. I was going to ask you about how you made it through the pandemic. You said it. You registered. You got online. You've been doing these virtuals. And this has been the most amazing part because everybody needs something different, right? And so sometimes for me, being in person, I need to hug my therapist. I need to touch her. But then online, she's touching me in a different way because even though I couldn't go to her and see her anymore, um, she's still connected to me virtually. And sometimes when you're in a different state, when you're in a different mental state, you might not can get to them. But if you can log on, if you could just see somebody, hear somebody, feel somebody, know that somebody has got you and you are not alone. And that's like the biggest part. Like one of the things that um, I always look at is for interns and things like that. I know that's different for you, but if you have people like right now, I want to just kind of go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. You have somebody right now that is at home crying right now, just struggling. What is a few things that you can give them immediately that can help them to take control of those triggers or to renew their mind in the moment, just to be able to breathe and get through that moment. It may sound weird, but this is what dropped in my spirit. Okay. Look up. Mm. Look up. That, mm. that, that's what just dropped right there. Just look up. And in that moment of looking up, for those, on, and I'm going to say for those that are spiritual, because I know everybody is not right. in that space right now. Right. But for those that are, I'm going to tell you to look up. And everything that is going on with you in that moment, I want you to think about, um, I'm sorry, my brain just went blank. I know what I'm about to say. I have one of my favorite scriptures that I love. Yes. And in the process of you looking up, this is Philippians 4, 6, and 9, tells you to be anxious for nothing. Mm. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, anxious, we can look at that as anxiety. We can look at that as worries. We can look at them bills we were talking about earlier. Whatever it is that you're going through in that moment, he tells us to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, through prayer, so that means while you're looking up, you need to be praying. And supplication, you, you, you steady praying. And thanksgiving, that means you're thanking God for whatever it is you just asked him for, and you continue to thank him. He says, through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, to let your request be made known to God. So you let your request be made known to God. And he tells you that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So again, for those that are spiritual, that is the route that I would tell you to go. Because he's promising you peace. And I love the way that he connects all of that get together. And he says, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That I means people are not going to understand why you act in the way you act. And they're not going to understand why you just lost your loved one and you're walking around here with a smile on your face. They're not going to understand how you're about to lose your house and your mind. You thought They thought you were going to lose your mind, but how you, you, you got it all together. Because he said he's going to give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. And so because of that, now you can continue to look up throughout the day. 
You can continue because you got some hope now. Now those negative thoughts have been changed to something positive. Now you're feeling a little different and now you can walk in that. Mm. And so out and for my people that's listening, that may not be all that spiritual. We just gonna use that chi- we just gonna use the triangle for you. We're gonna change any negative thoughts you got coming along and try to think of something positive. What is your safe space? What are things you love? What are something that you enjoy that can help you think differently on that thing? Switch it up. Switch it up. Think of something positive. What are some of your future goals? What are some things that that can over, I mean, because we have negative thoughts that may come about, you know. So I'm just, I know I've been talking about bills. But what is a what is this a situation with your health? Mm. You know, what if it's something that's going on with your health? We know that we're all here for a reason. We're all here for a season, and we're all here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, just in that thought, you know that everything that you're going through right now is for a reason. Absolutely. Ooh, that was amazing and powerful and life changing, because it is in these quiet moments that. I believe the enemy fights us the most and those negative thoughts that you are allowing to circle you like we don't want that to happen any further. So, guys, I want you really to listen to what she said. Look up like as simple as easy as that is, it's still taking an action. Looking up requires you to do something. It requires you to stop focusing on what you're focusing on. It uh, it requires you to look away from the problem. That's what we always say. We want to separate the problem and don't let the problem separate us. Well, if we look up, then we look away from the problem. If we look up, then it reminds us where our help comes from. It just, you, you just took me into a place of worship when you said it, because that's what I tell myself. And that's how I know it's the Holy Spirit. And that's how I knew we would flow because this is not something we didn't talk about this we didn't plan this we had no notes nothing and when you said my words back to me it was a confirmation because again everything I'm telling you is purposeful and it's not scripted that's why I love this so much when I woke up this morning I had a lot of things that I was thinking about I had one interview this morning and it was with you and I was like okay so I can do all this stuff before the interview I uh So the way I calm myself, the way I look up, first thing, take a shower. Because in the shower is my time of communing. Sometimes I don't need a shower, but I take it anyway. (laughs) That's That's my communion time. That's my reset time. That's my personal space. That's my safe space. Like everything you're saying is just, it's just like, resonating in my spirit and that's why I know that it's going to resonate with my listeners because they've been with me for so long they know me and now they're learning you and I believe your phone is going to ring off the hook so we won't talk about that but (laughs) (laughs) or you won't get a whole lot of virtual appointments (laughs) and I'm in agreement with that I want you to and I have some people I want to send you because this is what we need number one um, my, my mental health professional, she's, um, she's a woman and she's a Hispanic woman and I love her. She's a woman of color. She talks to me and helps me in ways that I would never have thought. Like she tells me Tawala, it's not happening. Now remind yourself, this is something that you triggered about when somebody's asked me to perform. Oh my goodness. That will make me lose sleep because I perform. First of all, mm-mm, calm down. Stop. Like we, it's not happening now. It's okay. You're not a step and fetch it. You, this is not, you're not a puppet. Like it took me back to corporate America 
when that's what I felt like that's what they want me to do perform get out there make us money and when I hear that word people don't understand what true triggers are until they see you react though they understand you triggered and you crazy when you react but what we have to learn how to do is respond take a deep breath take a step back from the situation realize it's not happening now do what you just said look up and, and make that change. And that's the most powerful thing. And that's why I asked you, let's just flow with it. Let's give them some tips and tools they can do right now to help them. And so that being said, I have 10 listeners right now that are in need of therapy. They want to sign up. What can they do? Well, one of the things that I will share, um, I, um, I'm connected to the Barzell Henson Foundation. So I want to share this first because I know a lot of people are not financial in a financial place to pay for therapy because therapy is not cheap. Okay. Um, So the Barzell Henson Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization that that, um, Taraji P. Henson founded. And she did this in memory of her father. And some of you guys may have watched her show that she's been showing on Facebook uh, called Peace of Mind. And so right now they have an open campaign where you get five free counseling sessions. She has a resource guide of therapists all over, not just here in Texas, but all over the U.S. Um, some states, they may be limited with therapists because we're kind of we're kind of limited with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, but you would go on there. So if you're in Texas, you will go on there and you will find a therapist in your state. And you will complete the application and they'll get back with you. And it's virtual. So it doesn't matter where you are as long as you, if you're doing Texas, as long as you're in or whatever state, you're in that, in that state where the therapist is located. Okay. The therapist will reach out to you so you can get your counseling session set up. Okay. We are moving to the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. I partner with MTV as well. And so with, uh, there are over 1,500 companies that have come together to offer all kind of different free things and events and so much that's going to be going on um, throughout that month. So if you guys want to go to MTV's website and check that out as well to see if there's any things out there that may be helpful, okay, um, may help as well. And if you will send me those links through LinkedIn, I will add okay. those to the podcast um, this one, honestly, because it's in May, I'm going to um, get your edits done like it's this week, like next week. And then I'm going to go ahead and get your um, show bumped to the top of the list because I, w- I want this to air at the beginning of the month. And I might just air it every week throughout the month just so that we can continue putting it out there because this is huge. Mental Health Awareness Month, the uh 1500 companies in the spark sponsorships and i heard about the taraji p henson but i didn't know that she was um giving the session so this is amazing so we'll put those links in there first for you guys um for those who who need assistance and for everybody else who just wants to jump in and get started um we will put links in there for you as well but we just want you guys to know that we care um i they know, I want to share with you, I have a superpower. Anybody that has a mental illness, I call them superpowers because um, these are the things that some of us can be healed from it. Some of us, literally the way I feel about it, as many times as Paul asked God to remove that thing, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And for me, that's the case. So I have a cyclothymia, 
which is, you know, rare form, like the cousin to bipolar, mainly it's the mood swings. And it happened from trauma, didn't have any issues as a kid um, other than the trauma itself. Um, But as a teenager is when it really started um, acting out more or I started experiencing issues with the mood swings. But I was in my late 20s before I actually was diagnosed correctly. And then I was on medication through my 30s. And I'm telling everybody this because most of you guys already know. But for those who don't know, like mental health is a big deal. And you can still function. You can be a CEO, a CFO. You can be a multi-billionaire. Your mental illness has nothing to do with your success. Actually, for me, my mental illness works as a as a blessing for me because to be able to sit up for a series of hours and produce, um, then go relax and sleep. Like it's a blessing. So I, I, I have connected with God in a way that I use it as a tool and a resource, not as a crutch. And I'm not a victim. And I know that it's millions of us out here that don't want to tell anybody, don't want to say nothing. But like you just said, you, you did it for me when you said your ministry, your misery is your ministry because it's so difficult for me to get people to understand the way I think, but I can't function if I'm not myself. I can't be the image of you that you want me to be. I got to be the best version of myself mm-hmm. and it takes time and it, and I've lost friendships and I've lost relationships as a result of it, but I can only be me. And every day I'm becoming the best version of myself and it's vulnerable and it's touching and it's painful. But again, this is the pitfalls, pains, passions, and pleasures, not just of entrepreneurship, but of life. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have to be able to twist it and turn it and make it fit to the situation and circumstance of the people, you know? And this is something that I feel is going to be one of the most profound interviews because this is something that we are, it affects us. It's private. We don't talk about it. And most of us, unless you're doing the research for yourself, Sometimes you don't even know where to go to get the help. So I think that um, definitely um, with those resources that I shared, I know that um, the way that the campaign works with the Barcel Henson, they, it opens and, and it closes. So we want to make sure that they get on that. Yeah. Eight, right. That's why I want to time. Yeah. Okay. So, so we that's make perfect. sure they get on that. We will focus on that. So let's talk about, uh, in conclusion, as we're wrapping up, what is your future impact? Uh, I've heard a lot of great things that you're already doing. Is there something else um, that you have that you're doing that you want to share or something that that the listeners and viewers can be a part of? Besides the, I know about the MTV, but I mean, anything about you personally? Sure. So I am, uh, I've created uh, a course called the, it's the 12 week weight course and weight stands for walk, initiate and transform. So for those that possibly may be seeking bariatric counseling or in need of, or many are trying to have the bariatric surgery at this point, because at this, you know, they look at it as it being a metabolic disease. Um, a, a lot of metal, metabolic diseases are associated with obesity. So, um, and again, that's like you said, the diabetes, the high blood pressure. Right. And a lot of doctors are recommending that people have this surgery so they can live. Mm. So, um, but I wanted to come in and bring a twist to that with the trauma. 
to couple in uh, with the obesity to help people. So if they are having a surgery or, or, or if they are struggling with weight loss and, and maintaining it, that they at least are able to cover that area as well. Okay. And so I created the weight program. It's a 12-week course. Um, it's self-paced. You know, you can work on it. On, it's uh, two modules uh, per week. And I mean, well, it's two modules, so it's a total of 12. But um, you can work at it at your own pace. And you can have counseling to go along with it as well to help guide you through the course. And so that's something that I'm offering right now to kind of help um, my clients that are, are struggling in that area. Okay, perfect. And that, yes, I offer general counseling as well. And then you will send me the links to the program that they can sign up for. And then also, if they want to sign up for counseling, if they have a link where they could just schedule an appointment. Yes. Okay. I can send it for you as well. Perfect, perfect. And then I'm just like so honored and so just blessed to have had this opportunity to just interview you on today, Ms. Jaquita Owens. And I just want to ask you in conclusion, how would you like to be remembered? I want to be remembered for the things that I have done while I'm here on this earth. And I'm going to share this with you. Um, One of my colleagues shared, she said that when she dies, that she want to die empty. She don't want things undone. The gifts that God has blessed her with. She wants to die empty. And that's kind of stuck with me because I want to be able to, whatever gift God has given me, I want to make sure that I've done my part in sharing it with society and providing everything that he's gifted me with. So sometimes I find myself doing stuff for free. I find myself doing free sessions. A lot of these sessions I've had through Taraji's organization, hey, after those five sessions are up, a lot of people, if they don't have insurance, I've continued to see them. Hmm. and because I just feel like that there's such a need right and money like you said money is not always it's not and so I want to be able I want to be known for that that I was able to die empty like I gave everything that I had I gave it I gave it God gave me the gift and I took the gift and I handed it over oh well that is amazing that is profound and that's a prayer I believe God can answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because he's keeping me busy. <laughs> right. See? And I, and you do you find that when you do those um, priceless sessions that you're always fulfilled in the other areas? I do. I mean, sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, I just feel guilty. So I've been, I, I've had some mentors working with me in that area. Like, you got to get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get out of that. Don't you gonna be broke? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm also I'm a I'm a um the director of a, the mental health program at my church. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so even with that, like it, it it's like that cross, you know, like I don't wanna bring money into that. Like I wanna keep that separated. I and it it it's so nobody's offered to pay me anything or anything like that. But I just want to make sure, you know, I always want to keep that separate. Right. And and that's keep been, that a, I'm glad you brought that up because that's been a, uh, that's been a pitfall for me. I don't call them struggles anymore. 
It was a pitfall mm-hmm. for me in ministry because my ministry was, I'm the ministry of helps. So as ministry of helps, but also trying to be a business owner, I, I, I kind of had that struggle because yes, when I was in the mortgage business, I did mortgages for 80% of my church. But some of those loans, like not, not only did I didn't make anything, I didn't, I didn't, um, I paid to close those loans for those. And when I closed my very last loan, when he get, when the family gave their testimony, they didn't say, thank God. They said, thank Tawala. And that was it for me. Because when you take the glory away from the, the person that's blessing both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I closed my last loan in 2008. And when he gave the testimony, it just didn't feel right. It didn't sit right. You know, so that's the thing. I do have the nonprofit and we do provide the service, but we also have the for profit that we provide business services. And what I have found is sometimes they cross over, but typically I just have to use wisdom to keep them and then just do what we did today. Let it flow. You know, Mm -hmm. if I come across a business client and I want to bless them, then I'm a I'm gonna be persuaded by my own mind, as my daddy always said. But then on the other side, if I see a for profit trying to use the nonprofit, hold on, we still are consultants, and even national nonprofits like the Salvation Army, they have a resale store. Everything's not free. So I just had to just like you said, get that wisdom, be able to. You know, go back to the maker and say, okay, God, this is the gift you gave me. Now, is this a gift that I'm supposed to give or like the talents? Is this a gift that I'm supposed to invest and receive and reap a harvest? That's the thing. Remember, they got in trouble for burying their talents. He said you could have at least put it in a bank. So I'm telling everybody, yes, that's the balance. That's the discipline. Finding your wisdom and saying, okay, God, is this to be given? Or is this to, is this to be, uh, am I supposed to reap a reward? And our promotion comes from him. So he's going to bless us anyway, right? (laughs) So this is absolutely, oh, y'all heard that we reap what we sow. You put out good, you get back good. Put out Mm -hmm. bad, karma. See, that, that is a great way to conclude our interview on today. We have had some amazing information, some life-changing opportunities that we can remember, you guys. Recap, your uh, misery is your ministry. In the times when it's hard, just look up and take your five scriptures, save them in your phone so that it can bless you throughout the day. When you are busy throughout your day and you're just thinking and you're just flowing, those scriptures are going to keep you in your path and in your safe place. And most of all, it's going to keep you in the spirit of looking up. Yes. And I just want to say your misery is your ministry. I got that from Pat Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, another chance. So if you guys want to check that book out, it's awesome. Mm, got it. Now we got a good read. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to thank you so much. And I'm going to go ahead and end it now. And you guys, Definitely, as soon as you hear this, I want you to share it with somebody that you love. 